Welcome to the YYY Show, a comedy podcast about search histories, life, and long longevity. I thought you're going to I'm say. Jing-an. I thought you're going to say long, long never podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. But we wish you all long longevity. Okay, Ken. Mm. I'm Jingan. And I'm Eliza. And in this podcast, we are going to talk about interesting things that we search for on the internet this week. But first, we need to make a small disclaimer. This is a comedy podcast and we do our best to research the things that we find. If there's anything that's factually inaccurate, please send us your corrections through our social media channels. You can find us at Show on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Alright, we are back and we are so sorry that we didn't post for the last two, three weeks because we are actually very busy doing those last two, three weeks and also we were sick. Mm-hmm. Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know whether y'all miss us or not but we miss y'all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think some of y'all know that we were busy with Singapore Art Week. Mm. Yeah, it's finally over. Now we have to do project closing. And we also had some listeners come to our exhibition, which we are so thankful for. Thank you so much for coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shout out to YY and family. Yes. Yeah. So good to see you all in person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So shall we start the show? Yes. So today, we have a very special episode. Yes. It's the Lunar New Year episode. Yes. Because Lunar New Year is it's right around the corner. Correct. So quickly. <laughs> it has been... A year. <laughs> mm, yeah, correct. Actually, this episode is the right episode to ask the question, why are dragons so long? Oh, because this year is long nian, right? Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. the dragon nian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Too bad we already covered that. So, yeah. new search terms, new <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, if you are interested, please go back to that episode and listen, okay? Alright, let's start. Okay, so, Jingan. What is your search term of the week? My search term is... Metarfic. Huh? <laughs> What's that? Are you sure Metarfic. that's... Are you sure that's Lunar New Year related? <laughs> it's festival related. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Mm, Metarfic. Yes. M-I-T-A-A-R-F-I-K. Obviously not. Chinese. No, not Chinese. Or Asian. <laughs> no. Sounds very European, Scandinavian even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very close. Metafic. Mm. It's not F-I-G, right? No. F-I-K, right, you said? Yes. So it's not the fig. It's not Wuhua Guo. <laughs> mm, no, it is not a fruit. Okay, sounds like a monster. Mm. A mythological thingy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it's like uh, some half man, half horse thing, or half man, half snake thing, or half man, half fish thing. I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, somewhat close. Because uh-huh. the name of the festival is Metafic. Mm-hmm. But the little things, characters that come out mm. to scare people, mm. uh, they are called Metatut. Metatut? Yeah. Tut. <laughs> Why so cute? One? one is called Metatok. <laughs> One is Mita Tok, then a lot of them is Mita Tut. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's that's so group. cute. Okay. Yeah. So this thing, right, is celebrated in the first week of January. Mm-hmm. It is a Greenland New Year tradition. Greenland? Yeah. I would have never guessed that. So for New Year, they celebrate it this way. 
Ah. So, bearing in mind that this is in Greenland and Greenland is like, you know, not green. It's very icy. icy. Yeah. <laughs> Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. how I remember it. Yes. Okay, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And January is in the deep of winter and everything is dark. Mm. So, you guess what people do at Mitarfik? Uh, make fire, sit around the fire, be warm, tell stories, hmm. sing nope. songs, nope. dance. Oh, dance? Little uh, bit. What else do they do? I mean, it's cold, eat barbecue, drink alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> I think they probably do the, those things, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a given. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, sleep, sleep a lot. Maybe they hibernate. Too cold already. No, but like it's uh-huh. it's the celebration. Like oh. what do they do for the celebration? Oh. Like other than dancing, drinking alcohol, barbecue, that kind of thing. What like there's a special it? thing that they do for their tradition. Make snowmen? No, make snow monsters. Make snow monsters. Okay, yeah, yeah. Monsters is quite close uh-huh, to what's uh-huh. going on here. Uh-huh. So people, imagine uh, yeah, pitch black and then like yeah, trying to walk home. Okay. Then there will be people wearing masks uh-huh. and raggedy clothes uh-huh. made of animal skins. And sometimes they will carry weapons like harpoons, long chains and sticks while roaming the streets. Then if you meet them, right, uh-huh. sometimes they might even chase you. Oh my goodness. Yeah, okay. but you are not in any real danger. So la. they are not going to harpoon you? La. No, because this is part of Nitarfik. Oh, okay, okay. So yes. it's like Halloween. Yes, it's kind of like Halloween, but, but not really. Okay. Yeah. So the mask, right? Sometimes they will have like some creative expression on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes it's the traditional Inuit spirits that are portrayed. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's like a mix between like contemporary art, like Edward Munch's The Scream. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look up some of these masks and put it on our social media. Yes, yes. Mm, okay. I can show you one now. It's very strange. You know what? Looks like what? Look like those haunted house at USS. Yeah. They got those things that come out to find you. They actually look very scary. Like wearing the overalls, then after that got some scary gunny sack on his face or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look like the Jason, is it? Ah. The chainsaw massacre thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So these people, right, it's like Halloween like that. They go to people's door and they knock and mm. then they will perform. Perform? Yeah. Perform what? Is it a rap battle again? No, 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 no. It's not a rap battle. <laughs> it's not like the rap battling horse. Okay. No, no, no. Mm. But this one is mostly silent. Huh? So they have to dance something or they have to like... In silence? Yeah, they have to silently do it. Because the aim, right, is to not let these people in the house know who you are. Huh? And because in Greenland, they know, everybody knows everybody. Oh, everybody knows everybody. So yeah, if yeah, you yeah. like... They can hear your voice, then they yeah. can guess who you are. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 okay. So you have to silently like perform something. And then like it, it can be comedic also. That's quite funny. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So, like how scary or how fun uh. this whole thing is, right? Depends on where you live in Greenland. So in Nuuk, N-U-U-K, mm. towards the south of Greenland, mm. it's more wholesome. Okay. Like the whole thing is like about like knocking and then come to your home and dance. Then if you cannot guess, right, who is it, then you get a reward, like a cake or a candy. Oh. Yeah. So it's like Halloween. So like if that. people cannot guess, yeah. then you get a reward yes, or yes, a treat yes. or something. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the aim of the game. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Then normally it's kids la, that dress up and then like go into other people's house. Oh. Yeah. So it's more wholesome. But in places like Ilulisat, towards the north. Mm-hmm. It's more about being like very, very, very scary. 
Okay. Like people are the mitartut, they are older. Okay. And then they are carrying weapons like harpoons and whips and chains. Okay. And they just walk on the street. And they normally like come in groups. It's like the Halloween, the House of Horrors type of thing. Yeah. Like the USS, then they always carry the scary things and then yeah. like they will lurch at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be yeah, very yeah. scary. Ah, then they'll yeah. think it's very funny. Then sometimes they'll catch the kids and then they'll scream and then like roll around on the floor, that kind of thing. Oh my goodness. So it's like, it's, it's quite horrific okay. and like sometimes quite funny. Like the same, it's like a bit of dark humor, you know? Okay, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's quite an interesting mix of horror and humor. Okay. Yeah. And it happens in January. Yes. That's so interesting. Part of their New Year tradition. Huh. Mm. Then the origins of this uh, festival, mm. if you are wondering, mm-hmm. is not Halloween. Okay. It's not very clear either. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> passed down by oral traditions, old literature and legends oh, okay. of like Inuit folklore. Oh. Yeah. So it seems to be connected to this mythical being in Inuit culture called Sasuma Arna or the Sea Woman. Then this Sea Woman, right, has mm. a super wow story also. It's like Mazu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like Mazu is also her Sea Woman, right? But it's very like crazy on this story. Okay, it's okay. like this woman, right, uh. is unclear. Sometimes it's a normal human. Sometimes it's a giant who is like the daughter of a god. Mm-hmm. Like something like turned very hungry and mm. then... Uh, try to attack the parents. So mm-hmm. the father go and throw her off the boat. Hmm, okay. Then as she is trying to cling onto the boat to come back onto the boat, uh-huh. the father chop off her fingers. What? So she falls to the deep underworld of the sea. And she uh-huh. continually grows back her fingers and they fall off as seals, walruses and whales. What? So she controls the underwater animals. What? Okay, so she grow. So she can just grow, grow, grow the yeah. fingers and then the fingers will just fall off and become the seals and walruses. Yes. Wow. So you must pray to this god. If not, you cannot hunt all these animals. Wow. It's <laughs> quite amazing. <laughs> yes, but that is like one of the most prominent um, goddesses in wow. the Inuit culture. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The theory is that they had sea woman rituals and feasts where mm-hmm. the masks were the prominent thing. Like, you, everybody will draw the masks to come to these festivals. The mask of the sea woman. Like, it depends on the, the theme of the festival. Sometimes it has to do with uh, fertility. Uh. Then they will draw, like, fertility-related symbols on their masks. Like what, eggs? Uh? Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> or okay. other things. Okay. <laughs> so, like, yeah, so the masks were, like, one of the prominent uh, features of the festival. They think that maybe it came from there. Ah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it kept evolving throughout the years. Mm. Yeah. So the walking, moving, Halloween house of horrors thing that does not happen at Halloween. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but the masks are the like giant, like are uh, the, the main part of okay, it. Yeah. Of the, over the years, over the centuries. Yes, yes, yes. The mask has always been the constant. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. The mask is the important thing. Ah. Yeah. So in a world where it's like very harsh climate, like mm. compared to like the European countries mm. that there is uh, four seasons, much easier to handle a growing up child. Mm-hmm. Because like if you are a child growing up in this kind of very harsh climate, mm-hmm. then you need a lot of like fear and also like how to handle hardships. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So this is apparently part of how they teach the children to handle fear. 
yeah. okay. Mm. Yeah. Oh. So it is quite an interesting. It has some cultural aspects to it as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Unlike us Singaporeans, no need to fear anything. It's always <laughs> going to be like kind of warm, sunny, and, and hot. Then you don't need to be <laughs> scared of much things. Yeah, or much hardship. Yeah, unless you consider sweating a hardship. Yeah, exactly. Not like really, our right? hot is not like desert hot either. Yeah, which it's is not like you need to do some stuff too. It's a uncomfortable hot, but it's not a. Your you life is in danger yes. hot, you know? Mm. Yes, that's right. Ah, I see. Okay. Mm. Mm. So this is quite an important aspect in their life. Mm. Huh. So I was thinking like, they celebrate their new year this way and mm. it's like so different from like, how we celebrate our new year. Yes. So it's quite interesting to see how other people do things and have different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Greenlanders in general, they have like this very keen interest in the mysterious things. Mm. That's why they like to tell horror stories and like share stories about the unexplained stuff. Oh. Yeah. And it's kind of like a mysterious way to start the new year to like symbolize the unknown things to come in the new year. Hmm. This is very interesting. So different from it's us. It's like fear-based and like also like community-based. Yeah. yeah. And like people-based. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we share the same thing in the community-based and mm-hmm. the people-based but mm-hmm. ours is more like joyous celebrations. Money, Fireworks. money, money. Yeah. Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Lion dance. Very different. Lots huh? of noise. Mm. <laughs> Very interesting. Mm. Alright. It is time for our special segment. Three things to Google from a friend. So Eliza, who is the contributor for this week? Okay, so this week, we have a few different contributors. The first one is Casey. His search term is where to place Chinese New Year decorations. Where to place them. Uh, Not Wherever you feel is it's nice, man. <laughs> is it is there some superstition? Or is it like or some something? feng shui thing? I don't know, eh. Is there like some SOP to this thing? I guess like, you know, in front of your door, if you have visitors, I don't know. No, there's something about Tui Lian, the Tui Lian. Yeah. You know the Tui Lian is the words on scrolls, right? The yeah, Chinese yeah, words yeah, on scrolls. Yeah. Then you must one's like on the left, one's on the right. It and then yeah, yeah. One left, one right. And then sometimes one at the top. Then yeah. the one is what? Tui Lian, uh? <laughs> no idea. It's not three. Then I know the fu right must upside down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know must face where. Is it must face? Um, Just put on your door lah, not me. Is it? Yeah, on the door. Yeah, or inside the door. On the door, facing outside. Oh, cause fu tao. Yeah, you want the fu tao means the fortune. Fortune come here. Come. Yeah, but also means fortune upside down. Yes. Then it, no, it doesn't mean fortune outside. It just sounds like only sounds like. I know the Zhao Cai Mao. Yeah, yeah. Supposed to face the door. Okay. Yeah. Like his sure. hand supposed to face the door and like grab the money coming in or something like that. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> Pouring the money in. I don't really know any more of the I decoration see. stuff. I think there are probably many, many rules that we have no idea about. Okay, let's search them up. By the way, the English word for Tui Lian mm. is called couplets. Ah, I forgot. Couplets. couplets. Yeah, because it comes in couples. Couplets. I see, I see. Okay, so basically you're supposed to have red paper decorations on your windows, doors, and around the house. And mm-hmm. this tradition derives from the Nian legend. Okay. Because the you know the Nian legend? Uh-huh, uh-huh. The beast. Yeah, yeah. Called yeah. Nian. Yes. Then, it's also chase it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 
And apparently Nian is scared of the color red. Uh-huh. That's why we put it all around our house. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's why people always buy all the red red things and paste your paste there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Tui Lian, right? Yes. It's also called Chun Lian. Mm-hmm. Like Tui Lian is couplets, then Chun Lian is spring related couplets. Okay, yes. Yeah. Then they're posted in pairs because even numbers are associated with good luck and auspiciousness in Chinese culture. I see. Yeah. Then they are usually seven or mm-hmm. nine characters long. Mm. Yeah. A lot of them are about arrival or spring. And some are related to what the residents want to believe in or want for their family. Mm. Like harmony or prosperity. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they can even put it out all the way until the next Chinese New Year. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I found another thing that people hang. The red lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red is the colour of joy and vitality. And also, the lanterns are a symbol of hope and illumination. Mm. So this one must hang outside, outside your house. Ward off the evil spirits and bring good luck. Outside the house, outside your business, your company also can. Oh, you're actually supposed to put the festive plants uh, Mm. near the entrance of your house. eh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Activate the feng shui element of wood. I'm agreeing... Growth and abundance. I'm agreeing based on what my mom does. <laughs> <laughs> so she does all the right things. Oh. <laughs> I thought we just put around to decorate. Leh. Just like, oh, because people oh. come in and people look at it, then like, wow, so nice. I mean, that <laughs> <laughs> probably both, right? Yeah. You want to spruce up your house when yeah. people come in. That's true. But I did not know that it has some symbolic meaning. Like plants must put there, then like, you know, mm. more abundance. Then the gangguat trees also are at the door. Why? It's a symbol of wealth, luck, and prosperity. Oh. Mm. I think Chinese are very into this symbolism thing for mm-hmm. Chinese New Year. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. of course. And the plants uh, that they want to put in the house, uh, mm. it's not just the regular plant. Eh. Mm. must have blooming flowers. Yes. So cherry, plum... Blossoms and orchids are very popular to put inside the house. Ah, because they can bloom. Mm. Is it? They will be blooming when people come into your house. Oh. Mm. If you want to more lucky lucky, uh, as you put a festive mat. Eh. Welcome the good fortune. Oh, no wonder some of my relative house has the festive mat. Suddenly oh. got some mat that says some good things on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. I think generally it's like just a red accent inside the house, right? <laughs> red accent inside the house, yeah. Yep. Just put red, red things everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that the door is so important, by the way. The door is quite important, I now think. Now I know. <laughs> that it is important. <laughs> like, we just want to welcome all the good things. Right. Alright, so what's the next search term? The next search term is inspired by my friend Brian mm-hmm. and also our podcast listener. Mm. He was telling me about his favorite Chinese New Year snack, which is which he described as the white color thing that melts in your mouth. <laughs> it's Kui called Kuei Bangkit, by the way, Brian. <laughs> so, what exactly is it? Yeah, this, that's a good question. What is it, right? What is it? How is it made? Is it just flour or something? Is it just pressed powder? Like, what is it? But no, there is like a bit crunchy. Clearly, they baked it, right? Like what's is going it powder on here? that they just press into then a mold with can sugar melt, melt in your mouth? How is it made? Why is it like that? I don't know. <laughs> what exactly is kueh bangkit? Okay, we gotta guess the ingredients. I want to guess that it has some coconut thing. Oh yes. Or some pandan thing. 
because it smells like coconut or pandan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is it just coconut flavored flour or <laughs> pandan flavored flour pressed into a mold, pressed very hard, and then like <laughs> ta da? There's no flour inside, huh? Is sago or tapioca starch? It's starch not. It's not flour, man. It's not. Starch is not the same as flour, right? It's not, man. Yeah. Starch is one component of flour. By the way, we are saying flour like a Singaporean. Oh, it's flour. Flour. <laughs> flour. <laughs> but most of the people listening know that we are Singaporeans, right? Okay. So can we be excused to saying flour? Okay, we say flour. Okay. Flour. <laughs> <laughs> say flour if with you me, are overseas, uh, flour. it's flour. Flour. Yeah. And Singlish is flour. Yeah. Like F-L-A-R. Flour. Except that we're going to say it that way. You're <laughs> forcing our accent on other people. Okay. So... Starch is one component of flour. It's not flour per se. But flour uh, cannot exist without starch. Okay. So it's a subset. Okay. Then how is it made? How do they make it? <laughs> do they just mix all these things together and press it? Is there any baking involved? Is there any cooking involved? You know starch is the thing that they use to thicken the soup. Yeah. So it's pure that. Whereas I think flour is like etc. Other thing, then they put little bit starch, you know? Mm. The key difference between starch and flour is that starch is a tasteless, odorless, white, solid substance at room temperature containing carbohydrates with carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen atoms. While flour (laughs) is a powder made by grinding grains Mm. which is used to make many different foods such as bread, cakes, and pastry. Like wheat. This is like so science, you know? (laughs) Wheat is a main component, right? Inside flour and grains also. Huh. Starch is 100% starch. There's no etc. in it. <laughs> oh, so it's like extracted from the sago and tapioca. Okay, can. Okay. okay, then now how to make kueh bangkit. Now we only know why this ingredient. Wait, wait, got other things also. Got uh, the starch, right? Uh, uh, and then there's thick coconut milk. Okay. And then sugar. Okay. I don't know whether really got egg yolk, eh. I think it depends whether you want to be vegan or not. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, that's so white, right? Okay, let me look at a Noya cooking website. Aha! Okay. This kueh bangkit is a light and delicate coconut cream cookie. Bangkit means to rise. Mm. Rise. That's why it's fluffy, airy, light and delicate. I see. Then kueh is like dessert, la, mm-hmm. like snack. Mm-hmm. No? So it's light, airy snack. Mm. Okay. It's quite fitting, la, the name. <laughs> so first, you must dry fry the flour. Yes. On my this recipe, it says that the tapioca flour has to be pan fried with the pandan leaves until it is light and fluffy. Oh. And then the egg and sugar mixture has to be hand whipped with a spring beater until it is light and frothy. Wow. What's my step one? This thing? <laughs> then after that, then you can add the cooked flour and the freshly squeezed coconut milk into the mix. Then you can knead it to make into a dough. Yeah, they still need to make into a dough eh. That is not too moist or dry. I think it's very difficult eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought they just stuffed the powder into a mold eh. I'm no. so wrong. They actually had to knead this thing, you know. How do you make something so fluffy though? It's like meringue, right? Yeah. You have to beat it until the air is inside. Because like cookies is not so airy. Yes. So during baking, the thickness of the coconut cream and the heat of the oven actually separates the moisture. 
from this dough. Okay. Ooh. At the end of this recipe, there is notes. Uh-huh. So there's a two star here. And then it says, Tapioca flour can be prepared ahead of time for up to two weeks for it to dry out properly. I'm just like, isn't the tapioca flour dry already? No, maybe <laughs> the humidity of the air or something goes inside. Oh, what in the world? <laughs> Why so is you, it not dry? You have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. to make it dry enough so that it's not doughy, you know? <laughs> this is very amazing. Okay, so now when you eat the kueh bangki, you can appreciate how difficult it is to make it. Yeah, I'm so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not easy. Okay, now we have understood what it is. Our concept of how to make this thing is thoroughly wrong. Yes. To say sorry to the people who make this. Yeah, but this is the <laughs> the part where we have to appreciate it, right? Because yeah. it flummoxed us. Yeah, like you know, when you taste it, you don't know that so much work going into it. Yeah, then yeah. when you know it, you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To make it seem so simple, mm. but it is not. Yes, that's where the deception lies. Yeah, yeah, deception. <laughs> mm. All right, what's next? Okay, our next search term mm. is based on the plant that we saw. Okay, it is a. Peach blossom plant. Tao hua ma. Okay. Tao hua is... Is it cherry or... I think it's the same eh. I'm not very sure. <sighs> anyway... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> this is why it is the search term. <laughs> anyway, we saw this blossom plant. I yeah. don't know cherry blossom, plum blossom or peach blossom. Are they even the same thing? It's like pink flowers lah, basically. Yeah. On a plant. Yes. Then, there is this jelly thing... It's coming out of the stem. Yeah, Jinga keep telling me that there is jelly that will come out of this plant. And I'm like, why is there jelly coming out of the plant? I saw it before. And she says that it is <laughs> a normal thing that happens to this plant. Yeah, okay. it's yellow jelly that will just grow from the plant. It's like set. Why you know? is it growing? But it's jelly. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> okay, so the first thing we need to establish is is. Peach blossom, plum blossom, and cherry blossom, the same thing? No. Then the second thing is the jelly come from which plant? The cherry, I think. Or peach. (laughs) (laughs) What if you find out out that there's a plant called jelly blossom? Then there's the one. (laughs) Jelly blossoms. (laughs) Then there's a jelly blossoms plant. I don't know. Does jelly really grow on plants? It's called Tao Jiao in Chinese. I've heard of it. I watched a variety show on Channel 8 or Channel U and then they were talking about this Tao Jiao. Mm -hmm. But I did not expect it to grow from a plant. I thought that it come from the fruit. And then now you're telling me it grow from the plant. It literally comes out from the branches. Branches? Yeah. Not even the leaf or something. (laughs) I squeeze the leaf and No. Okay, I just have to it's Google like it. the set, you know, of a rubber tree. Okay. Like that. I have to Google it to see whether it's for real. Oh my god, there is a lot of diagrams about the difference between plum blossom, peach blossom, and cherry blossom. <laughs> if you are confused, <laughs> plum blossoms is mei hua. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then cherry blossoms is ying hua. Okay. And then peach blossom is tao hua. <gasps> okay, everybody. Everybody, are we on the same page? Are we on the same page, guys? <laughs> what in the world? Okay, cherry blossom is sakura. Yes. Plum blossom is ume. Ume. Peach blossom is momo. Momo. Different. Different things. 
Oh no, they look the same. Are we so bad at botany? We cannot tell that they are different. Okay, okay. I have to admit that plum blossoms always look quite different because they are a very dark pink. So they look kind of red. So it's very different. You know, now I'm looking at the picture of how they look like. Yeah. And the drawing of how they look like. Yeah. The shape of the flower is completely different. Eh? Is it? <laughs> so for plum blossom, right? Yeah. It's round, round one. You know how children draw flowers? They're going to yeah. put diagrams on our social media, okay? okay. So if you're confused, just be confused together with us. <laughs> but yeah, you know plum blossom is round, round one, like round. Yeah. Round flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Then in the center, it has like little stems growing out. Okay. Can be white, pink, dark pink. Mm-hmm. Then peach leh? Peach is pointy one. Like star shape, teardrop shape. Petals. Mm-hmm. The petals are teardrop shape, not round round one. Mm. Like starry type. Okay. Then usually two flowers will grow together. Two by two by two. Then for plum blossom is one by one by one. Oh. But wait, but wait. Cherry blossom. The sakura. The people go to Japan and see the sakura, right? Yeah. It's not the same shape as them. Mm. The plum is round. The peach blossom is starry shape, like teardrop shape. Mm-hmm. The cherry blossom has the little cleft on the top of the petals. Oh. So it's like a... Mm? It's very interesting to hear an artist describe shapes. Yeah. Because like to me, it's the same. <laughs> no, it's different. It looks so different. It has a little... <laughs> like a it's little, a flower. <laughs> a little cleft, a little like split down the petal. Okay. Like somebody took a little nibble. Yes, I, I can see it after you have described it. And then yes. the flowers, they don't grow individually or in pairs. Mm. They grow in dense clusters. Mm. I see. All of them are white to pink. Depends on the species, lah, right? Yeah, and depends on what time or what date you see it. But most yeah. of the time, cherry is more white, white pink. Then the plum is more red, red. Yeah, red, red. Then the so it looks peach so is somewhere in between. Oh my goodness. Mm. Okay, this explains a lot. Yes, I agree. Especially because during the COVID time, I went to Nafa. Then I learned to do the Chinese ink painting. Yeah. We had to learn how to draw the Mei. When we look at the book, mm-hmm. and we draw the Mei, mm-hmm. then the teacher draw the Mei. And sometimes the example Mei yes. is all different. Because they're different now, Mei! Okay. <laughs> Calm down. The Mei Hua is different now, I know. Now I know why it's always different. Because it's three different things. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, what jelly jelly now? So jelly the part. jelly is called fish blossom jelly. Okay, it's a real thing. I'm not kidding you. It comes out of the tree. <gasps> I'm just going to Google peach jelly tree. Because when I Google peach jelly, right, they're all inside the cup. Or inside some canister. Oh my goodness. It's called peach gum. Oh, peach gum. I'm looking at the pictures. It really comes out. Yeah. <laughs> of the tree. What nonsense. I need to put this picture on our social media It also. looks quite gross when it's on the tree, but like, you know, they ah, harvest it. Yeah, mean people just pluck this and eat it. Yeah. It's like gummy bear or what? Um, What's the texture of this? It's like, I don't know, like bird's nest. Bird's nest ah? Yeah. Oh, so it's like the white fungus style of taste ah? The white, yeah, white but fungus, not, fungus. not crunchy and it's like more like bird nest mm. type of texture. Not super chewy Is either. it like konyaku? No, oh, not chewy. No. Oh, I'm disappointed. It looks like gummy bears. It looks like, you know, the Haribo gummy, that kind of taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. But it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not very chewy, but it's not not chewy. Do you know what oh. I mean? Yeah. Wow, some call it the tears of peach blossom. Oh dear. Tears, eh? Uh, weeping. The tree is crying. 
and you are drinking its tears. No. <laughs> Apparently, as Chinese people, we think that it is quite good okay. for our health. Ah. PCM. I see. How does it help us? It's a natural and healthy food rich in amino acids. Oh. Which allows collagen to be quickly absorbed into the body. Ah, it's a collagen thing. Okay, got it. Mm. <laughs> is it sweet? I think by itself it's not. Oh. <laughs> oh, so sad. It's okay to add sugar to it. It's like gelatinous type. Oh. Of, like, the goo. It's, yeah. It's like bird nest is not sweet la, by itself. La, yeah, correct. The tongue is sweet. The yeah, soap yeah, is yeah, sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. It needs help to be sweet. Okay. <laughs> what do people cook it with? It's like, you know, the ching teng dessert. Ching teng? Oh, ching teng. Yeah, something like the ching teng, then you can add the peach gum inside. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. They put dried longan, mm. white fungus, mm. which they call snow lotus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put red date, goji berry, mm. and uh, rock sugar. Mm. Oh. Apparently, it is a very good substitute to bird's nest. Oh. <laughs> That's why people like it. Okay. Because it is inexpensive as compared mm. to bird's nest. Mm. And you're not really harming the tree when you harvest it. It's just its byproduct. Ah. Yeah. Okay, wait. I want to check whether it... What's the point of it? Why, Why does, does it, it produce do this thing? Yeah. Okay. Plants secrete resins for their protective benefits in response to injury. What? What? The, what? Oh, so it's like it's white blood cells. Ah. Huh? <laughs> So is it you have to like chop the plant a little bit then it will give you more. Oh no, so you are wrong about not hurting the plant for it. <laughs> huh? No, it will naturally produce one. Oh, okay. Oh my god, is tree resin the tree's blood? That's hilarious. So is it? Mm. Oh no, is that why they call it tears? Tears of the peach blossom? Because like it's injured. No la. <gasps> <laughs> I hope they don't do that. They don't purposely cut the tree. Okay, this is like another black hole. Can we don't? I think the less you know, the better. Okay, don't need to put this part in. Just okay. skip. Okay. It's gonna go in the bloopers. Okay, that's the end of our special segment. Alright, Eliza, what is your search term of the week? My search term is... What exactly is fish more? Fish more. Ah, uh, fish more. You know what's fish more? The stomach lining. What is it? Can you describe? Is it the fish stomach lining? <laughs> <laughs> it is not the fish stomach lining. <laughs> it's not? It's not. Then you know what, what is, it? is it? You know what is it? You eat before, right? It's inside the shark fin soup sometimes. Yeah, it's not then fish sometimes stomach. When they cook the braised things, mm-hmm. then there's that thing. Yeah. You want to describe how it tastes like? It's like gelatinous. It's like what you expect the peach gum to taste like. It's <laughs> <laughs> like some spongy thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Like collagen, collagen thing. But fishy instead of peachy. This doesn't feel fishy to me. It just tastes like a texture. Tastes like the pork sometimes. Yeah, it depends, depends on the yeah. part that you Sometimes get. also tastes like shark fin. Yes. Sometimes it's like soft. Sometimes it's like chewy. Sometimes it's like sponge. I think it's a different part la, not me. Of what? Different of part stomach. of what? <laughs> Still very convinced. So, okay, so you're convinced that it is fish stomach. Is it not? It is not. Is it the fish cheek? Uh, like the lips of the fish? 
the lips of the fish. <laughs> so much, so much surface area. It must be a super huge fish. No, it's not the fish lips or cheek. What exactly is it? How you know it's not part of the fish, man? It's part of the fish. For a moment, I thought it was like okay. soy related, like tau pork related. Okay. Is it not. an organ of the fish that conceivably can be found on a human? It is an organ of the fish, yes. Okay. Can it be found on a human? Mm, maybe not. Okay. Okay, like, as in like, well, a human... <laughs> Well, I have heard of this organ, like, you know, the gills or the fins, you know what I mean? Yes, you might have, you might have if you study bio, which we both did not, so, <laughs> so we are just clueless. What is it? Is it like aspect? the insides of the bone or something, some marrow? Like the marrow, right? Yeah. No, it's not. <sighs> okay, yeah, mean? out of guesses, I'm just going to tell you what it is. <sighs> okay. It is the dried swim bladder of a large fish. Like a croaker or a sturgeon. Croaker is huang hua yu. Okay. Sturgeon is xun yu. I okay. have not heard of xun yu before, but you know, sturgeon. Okay, okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a bladder. Swim bladder. What is the difference between a bladder and a right, swim right, bladder? Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> is it the bladder that you use when you are swimming only? <laughs> That's my question. So, so like, the more I dig into this, then the more confused I was. Like, ha ha ha. Okay, fine. It's not a stomach. I'm so convinced it's a stomach. Yeah. You want to guess what is a swim bladder? In a human, the bladder has to do with peeing. Yeah. So it contains water, I guess, before it is flushed out or something. Uh-huh. And then you can filtrate things or something. Uh-huh. But this is swim bladder, not bladder. So fishes... So is it filtrating have... the water while they swim? They have bladder. That is not swim bladder. Oh, is it? They yeah. have a separate bladder, bladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do so, f- I actually had to Google do fishes pee and yes, fishes do pee. It's just yes, that we cannot do, see them do. pee yeah. because they're in the water. But yeah, 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 yeah. They do. So they do have a waste system. So is it, okay, okay. Only when they mm. swim, right? Ah. Then some fish, they have to like take in water and then the water go out because ah. of their swimming action. Ah. Just talking nonsense. Yes, yeah, just talking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and then that is where like there's a like a filtration system. Mm. Yeah. So swim <laughs> bladder, right? It's not something that contains water. Even though we think that bladder contains water, cause human bladder contains water. Okay. So swim bladder yeah. is a gas filled organ. Gas. That helps fishes control their buoyancy. So you're oh. right, they need it to swim. Okay. Yeah. So this Swim bladder helps them stay at certain water depths without expending too much energy swimming. It's like a stabilizer for the fish. Oh. Yeah. It's actually evolutionarily similar to lungs. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, it feels like it. Charles Darwin right, actually commented on this that mm-hmm. lungs in vertebrates mm. had derived from a more primitive swim bladder. Oh. So just now you say we were human heavy, then yeah. like. Maybe a long, 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 long time ago when our ancestors haven't even stepped onto the land yet. Yes. Then maybe we had swim bladders. Okay. And then our swim bladder slowly evolved. Became lungs. Lungs. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Lungs. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So fishes, they can take in air through their gills, right? That's yes. That's what we know. Yes, yes. Then they can actually channel some of this air to this organ mm-hmm. to help keep them stable. Oh. Mm. So they can control the level la, at mm. which... There is air. Yeah, at which they are floating in or I swimming see. at. Okay. 
That's so useful. Yeah. You know, in the ship, yes. they have the ballast tanks, then they can release water. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck yeah, yeah. in water. Like, you know, submarines, then yeah. they stuck in water and go deeper. Yes, Yeah, but yes. this one is air. Mm. Very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, why do you think that fish maw is stomach? Because they call it that in the restaurant sometimes. Yutu, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm like, huh? <laughs> okay, then if it's fish bladder, then why you call it yutu? Because it's too hard to explain what it is. <laughs> then what exactly is maw? Maw is a maw. What is maw? M-A-W is what? Maw is like, has to do with teeth or something. Like maw yeah. of a beast. Yeah. The ferocious maw of the beast. Yeah. Yeah, correct lah. The yes, word this maw, word, right? Yeah. Yeah, English word maw <laughs> is the jaws and throat of a fierce animal. Yeah. Like a gigantic wolf hound with a fearful gaping maw. Oh. Uh. Correct, correct, yeah. Mm. And informally, it can mean the mouth or gullet of a greedy person. I was cramming large pieces of toast and cheese down my maw. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Then in a literary way, mm-hmm. it can also mean a big open mouth that swallows everything around it. Like he was helping to chop wood to feed the red maw of the stove. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So if maw equal <laughs> mouth and teeth, then why you two <laughs> stomach? Then what more? What are you talking about? What's happening? Maybe it's all part of the digestive system. That's I mean, what they're trying to Obviously, imply. it was not. It was it's the respiratory system. Yeah, but because it's so hard to tell how you're supposed to know when you open up the fish, you can tell me which part is what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, sometimes this thing is called the yu piu, right? Yes. And sometimes it's called the yu piao. But this yu piu, right? Is mm-hmm. the lower grade of this thingy that mm. we can eat. Yes, yes, yes. There is a higher grade thingy. Hua jiao. How come you know? Because my parents. Ah, <laughs> okay. The fa gao. So, it's called fa gao. Mm. Hua jiao. Yeah. Mm. So, the lower grade one, right, is about ten sing dollar for 100 grams. Okay. So, then is it different for the fish? The fa... <laughs> the hua jiao is the yeah. higher grade version. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm. It costs more than 100 sing dollar for the same weight. I see. Ah, so, it's like much more... Expensive. Mm. So now you're asking whether these two things is the same thing. It's not the same thing because when I tasted them both, they're not the same. Not the same texture, right? Yeah. Not the same taste. Yeah. So maybe it's different part of fish. Yeah. But wait, it's not. It's the same part of the fish. <laughs> but it's just... Different size, is it? Different size of yes. the fish. Different size oh. and different texture. So ah. this thing uh, is graded by the size and the stiffness. Mm. So the thicker and the bigger this thing is, mm. then the more expensive. Oh. Because the thinner one and the less bouncy ones, yeah. it will disintegrate in the soup or the broth that you yes, cook it in. I see. So the thicker one, yeah. is worth more money, you know? Oh. So it doesn't disintegrate. So you can like, make the superior broth with it. Yes, yes, uh. yes, yes. Then it's also graded by the gender of the fish. Okay. So the male fish more mm-hmm. and the female fish more, the texture is different. Oh. The male fish more is thicker. Mm. Then not so easily dissolved in the mouth. I see. The female fish maw is the more thinner and tender type. I see. So the male fish maw, right, is more expensive. Oh. Uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah. I see. This fish maw know this. is considered one of the four delicacies of the sea. Okay. You, what are the other you three? You want to guess? Crab. No, not inside. Huh? Okay, is it like a particular animal and then or like a part of the animal? Four types of creatures that we can eat. Octopus. No. Huh? Never make it too bad. So sad. 
Oyster. You must think of the things that we eat at Chinese New Year. No. Oyster, they all make oh. the least. Why? I'm so... Why? It's like a normal fish counted fish. Like, no. No? No. What? No. What other things are there in the sea that are very... Shark ah? Yes. Shark fin. <laughs> yu tzu. Oh. Fish more. Yu tu. Another one? Which I don't condone. Please do not eat. Yeah. <laughs> Another one is pao yu. You know what's that? Like abalone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is hai shen sea cucumber. Oh. So these are the four delicacies of the sea. I see. Yeah. Okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. Mm. We do eat it, but I just forgot. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay, back to the more, more, more. Uh, the more. Yeah. More, more. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have established that there's two grades of fish mm. more. So then they think that maybe we can just categorize this as Fish more. Fish more A and fish more B. Yeah, yeah. We peel and hua jiao is together. Okay. And we call this whole category yu tu. Oh. Yeah, because when you cut open the fish, like you said, uh, the organs are all there, then they are just like in that general area of the stomach yeah, of yeah, the fish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fish more means fish garlic or fish throat. Mm. Yeah, but very wrong. <laughs> Not correct either. Fish swim bladder. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I stumbled upon a life tip of how to choose the expensive fish more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should be dry, thick, and golden yellow in color. Mm-hmm. Then can glitter. Can glitter one. Yeah. Uh. Shiny. Uh. And be translucent <laughs> when exposed under light. So oh, you just wow. hold it to the light and see. Oh, oh glittery. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Then if there is white stripes or streaks, mm. it means it have not been dried or stored properly <gasps> during the drying process. Interesting. Yeah. And when you soak it, maybe it might become smelly. Not fresh. Uh-huh, contaminated. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And then I also learned that before you cook this fish more, you actually have to soak it. Eh. Yeah. I didn't know eh. You have to soak it overnight. Very long. And let it expand. Mm. Yeah. Then after that, you still need to squeeze out all the water that the fish more has soaked. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's not so fishy. Interesting. Yeah. Then after that, then you can cut and add it to your soup or dishes. Yeah. Cannot add too long also because it will just melt. Disintegrate. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay, yeah. So that is the end of fish more search term. Okay, yeah. great. You know why people eat it? Collagen. Ah, correct law. Yeah, they think <laughs> that it's a good source of collagen, proteins, and nutrients. Okay. Yeah. No more fish more. Okay. Facts. Thank you for your presentation. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've reached the almost end of our podcast, and now it is time for. One thing to recommend. My recommendation for this week is New York Times Games. It's very famous for its crossword. And then, of course, Wordle, which they famously bought. Connection is one of my favorite games. Mm. It's free, what? Mm. On the app stores. App stores. Yeah. And the Google Play Store also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's also a mini crossword and Sudoku to play. Yeah. So it's just a nice way to start the morning. Mm. Yeah. Oh my god, are we becoming old? <laughs> yeah, it does feel like an old person thing. Yeah. But I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Embrace your owners. <laughs> okay. Yes. How about you? My recommendation for this week is a YouTube video by a game scout mm-hmm. called Open with the comma. After 34 years, someone finally beat Tetris. Okay. Yeah, it's a super engaging and informative video about wow. why Tetris is so hard to beat. Why so many people have dedicated years of their life trying to beat Tetris. Okay. Yeah. And 
why it's so amazing that someone managed to beat it. Yeah. I see. A 13-year-old kid actually managed to beat it. How do you beat the game? You play to such a high level uh-huh. that the game crashes. <gasps> That's very interesting. Yeah. Tetris is such a genius game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they have like competitions and all that to try to get to as high level as possible. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. But then finally, someone managed to get to the level in which Tetris crashes. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. Yeah, first heard of this news early last month. And I've been saving it to recommend on the podcast. I see. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's so cool. Okay, I'll go check it out. Mm. Okay, we've reached the end of this week's podcast. Thank you, Eliza, for making this podcast with me. And thank you, Jingan, for doing this podcast with me. If you have Googled anything interesting lately, you can drop us a DM or comment on any of our social media accounts and we'll search it up on the show. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or on our Facebook page where we post images of some of the things that we talked about today. You can also help share our show with your friends that might enjoy a comedy trivia podcast. If you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon page and give us a small contribution to help us keep the show running. And now, we're off the record. One more thing. A Patreon-only podcast called... One One More More Thing. Thing. So, see you there.